Welcome to Equip, tools for navigating real life. Hi, my name is Keith K. Carter, and I'm the Minister of Stewardship at St. John Church in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. The ministry that God has given me is to teach people how to fully utilize the things that God has given us. God has given each of us three things, time, talents, both natural and spiritual, and treasure. And God wants us to use everything that he has given us for us to glorify him, and in glorifying him, he brings peace to our lives. Now, I said I was the minister of stewardship. What does stewardship mean? Stewardship is an old English word that in today's terms would mean manager or caretaker, the CEO or the COO of a corporation. But it sounds so much better to say minister of stewardship as opposed to minister of managers or minister of caretakers. But I help people become better caretakers of all that God has blessed them with. And I've been doing this for over 20 years. With my over 20 years experience in helping people become better caretakers, I have come to the conclusion that it's not the money or treasure that is most important in a person's life, but it's the living according to God's vision that matters most. Many people have the belief that if I had more money, my life would be better. In other words, many believe that if I had more of this or more of that, that my life would be more complete. But with all of our talks together, I want to lead you to what I consider a better way. A way that says, put God first and all that God desires for your life and watch what God does. This is our theme for all of our talks. Put God first and all that he desires for your life and watch what God does. Whenever I talk about putting God first, I use the sermon that Jesus preached to us from on the top of the mountain. The most powerful sermon that I believe that has ever been given. This sermon uh, passage that we want to look at is from Matthew, the sixth chapter, the 31st through the 33rd verses. Matthew, the sixth chapter, the 31st through the 33rd verses. First, let me read a literal translation of what Jesus said. And I'll read this from the English Standard Version. Matthew 6, 31 through 33. Jesus speaking. He says, Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. But now let me read a paraphrased version of what of that same passage of scripture. Read this one from the Message Bible. Jesus also speaking. And Jesus says, What I'm trying to do here is to get you to relax. 
to not be so preoccupied with getting so you do you can respond to God's giving people who don't know God and the way he works fuss over these things but you know both God and how he works steep your life in God reality God initiative God provisions don't worry about missing out you'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met that's from the message bible uh, jesus speaking what jesus was said was saying in matthew the sixth chapter the 31st to the 33rd verses will be the foundation of our next three talks together we'll talk today about the importance of living god's vision our next talk will be on setting goals in your life to move toward living God's vision. And our third talk will be on setting a budget, which incorporates our goals and helps us live God's vision. So first is vision, then goal setting, and then budget. Let me write that. Please write that down. Write that down. Vision, goal setting, and budget. The budget is not first, but the budget is a support system to living God's vision for us. Then we set goals, and then we put our goals in our budget, and then that's how the process works. Vision, goal setting, and budgeting. Those are three of our most powerful tools that we have. Let's talk about vision first. God has a vision for each of our lives. And his vision takes into account all of our talents, all of our capabilities, and all of our potential. God's vision is not altered by our past mistakes or our poor choices, nor is God's vision detoured by who, what, or where we currently are. Amazingly, God's vision for us is solely based on who God has created us to be. He stands firmly by his vision for our lives. We cannot change God's vision, but we can reject it or refuse it. Understanding and choosing to live by God's vision allows each of us to live our, to reach our fullest potential. His vision leads us down the path to achieving a life that is fulfilling, has purpose, and will bring God glory. Even so, many of us still attempt to find a more tangible way of having a life and purpose without giving all control over to God and letting God lead. What a very arrogant goal, but we do it all the time. Most of the time, we chose to rely on our own plans instead of God's plans. But no person, past, present, or future, can ever have more knowledge than God. By choosing to continue our own plans, we choose to continue to struggle to obtain purpose and fulfillment. Without the direction of God's vision, we can never achieve all God desires for our lives. Scripture tells us that we don't live that if we don't live by God's vision, we literally wander away from God's great plans. We lose our authentic selves, and joy is impossible for us to obtain. Remember the scripture from Proverbs 29 and 18? The writer of Proverbs says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. 
That's what's happening to families today. There is no vision. Therefore, the people are perishing. But only after we begin to understand what we were created to do, are we then able to experience the true fulfillment, purpose, and joy. So why do we, the created, continually to try to circumvent the creator? Why do we continue to put our will before God's will? Why don't we make seeking God's guidance and direction our highest priority? And why aren't we determined to understand God's vision for our lives? Recently, I, view, I viewed a video in which several people of all ages and ethnicities and economic backgrounds were asked this very same question in the form of this. What is the purpose for my life? This is a simple but very significant question, a question that can be life-changing if I understand my purpose. Some of the responses to the question were comical but sad, while many others were filled with uncertainty and bewilderment. They were answers such as, I don't think I have a specific purpose, or rather, my purpose is just to have fun, or rather, my purpose is to follow the rules of society because society has laid out everything I need to succeed. This video that I watched sadly reveals the predicament of others, of many. We don't know what God's vision is for our life. and We are unsure of how to have his vision revealed to us. As a result, many of us never become our authentic selves and therefore we fail to achieve our true purpose in life, which ultimately leaves us unfulfilled and frustrated. Understanding God's vision is the second most important step we could ever take, second only to accepting Christ as our Lord and Savior. God's vision for our life is the sole reason for us existing. If we don't understand his vision for us, we can never reach our fullest potential. The fact that God has a vision for you is evidence and how much he loves you, and how much he values you so much. Thankfully, God has not left us to our own, uh, left us on our own to figure out his plans. He promised to help accomplish the vision he has for us. The writer of Hebrews says, this is what the writer of Hebrews says in Hebrews 13 and 21, God will make you perfect in every good work, to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight through Christ Jesus, to whom be glory forever and ever. God will make you what he wants you to be in his sight, well-pleasing in his sight. God will. Living by God's vision is the only way we can achieve all we, we were created to do. His vision for us is more amazing than anything we could ever imagine. It adds spirit and vitality to our lives and gives us an amazing sense of purpose, fulfillment, and joy. Have you ever met a person who is living God's vision? That person most, like, most likely left a lasting impression on you. If you consider Pam and Shelly and what they're doing with the rise, Ministries, that's leaving a lasting impression on you. 
Even going greater, consider the life of Jesus, the greatest role model that ever lived. As a boy, Jesus was focused on accomplishing the work his father sent him to do. Jesus came to earth because God had an incredible vision for his life that it con continues to impact all of mankind. In Luke 19 and 10, Jesus gave us God's vision. He's he told us God's vision for his life. And Jesus said it was to seek and to save the lost. God's vision for Jesus' life influenced everything that he did, every place he entered, every word he spoke, and every person that he met. Because of God's vision, because of Jesus' obedience to God's vision, you and I have the opportunity of salvation. Jesus had unexplainable peace, calmness, and tranquility in every situation he encountered on earth. As we see with the life of Jesus, understanding and living by God's vision will not only enrich our lives, but it will also impact everything we do, every word we speak, every person we meet. Jesus is the perfect example of someone who followed God's vision. Jesus did not let anything or anyone keep him from accomplishing the Father's will. As our creator and our enabler, God wants each of his children to accomplish the vision he designed for our lives. When we seek his vision, God will increase each of us in wisdom, stature, and favor. Just as he did in the life of Jesus, our greatest role model. But when we refuse to pursue God's vision for our lives, we refuse God's offer to help us become who he created us to be. Continually to resist God's vision will only result in endless process of struggle within our lives. Continually to resist God's vision will only result in an endless process of struggle within our lives. After we put our faith and trust in God and live by his vision for us, we gain a sense of purpose and are filled with the same sense of purpose, peace, and tranquility that Jesus exemplified while on earth. Furthermore, a God obeying God's vision allows each of us to impact others for Christ. So what's the first step we, we must take in order to understand God's vision? What's the first step? First step is to put the mistakes of the past behind us, to go to God with a humble heart and ask his forgiveness for resisting and rebelling against his vision for our lives. Let's end this talk with prayer. Lord, please forgive me for putting my will ahead of your will. Forgive me, Lord, for thinking that I have the answers and not coming to you for the answers. Lord, I repent and ask for your direction. I need you to guide my every footstep and thought. I need you, Lord, to be my direction, to crucify my flesh, and to let your Holy Spirit take leadership in my life. Lord, please guide me and lead me as only you can. Let me not walk by sight, but let me walk by faith. Lord, I love you and I thank you for loving me more than I could ever imagine. 
mighty name of Jesus, I say this prayer. Amen. Take care. Talk to you again. Bye. Thank you for listening to an Equip podcast. To find out more about Arise Ministries or resources offered for single moms, visit www.ariseministries.net.